Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Worst Easter candy. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hal, this is exciting because, you know, we frequently do what is the best blank. We uncover what the best of something is. But, you know, I always enjoy when we uncover the worst of things. What, the last time we did a worst episode, didn't we get into a huge fight and have to go on Judge John Hodgman? Was that the, the last time we did a worst? When we did worst Christmas song? Yeah, that's why we, we haven't even touched it in years because yeah. of that. And now we're willing to wade back in because Valerie Rogers suggested it. Whatever Valerie Rogers asks, you do. We all know that. Look, how here's what we ought to do, though. If mm. That is, in fact, if a worst episode uh, does bring out the worst and the negativity in us, and it's going to yes. make us go at each other's throats, mm-hmm. what could we possibly do? What kind of a guest could we possibly get that would maybe remind us to keep things civil and be ourselves and have a good time? How are we going to do this? Well, how about somebody who... Works on Sesame Street, so is good at conflict resolution, but was also an Avenue Q, so is not afraid to let us fight one another. <laughs> How about Stephanie DeBruzzo? Stephanie, are you there? Are you there I on the am, internet? I, I, I'm here. I'm here. Here, 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 here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> She's in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. How I, I are love you? That you think that I'm well, thank you. I love that you think that I would keep things calm. <laughs> 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 oh no no we reputation is just downright wrong uh, <laughs> if anyone uh listened to your last appearance on this show they will know that you are about to drop some science regardless <laughs> of where this goes passionate italian man look i get Come it on. we are passionate about our food both good and bad uh. Oh, and you know, I got to tell you, and this is not to get sad. Mm-hmm. I got a little alcoholism in the family, so the mm-hmm. sugar addiction runs deep. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. So, Candy, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah. As an Italian, did you have, uh, what were your Easter staples? Aside from candy, were you Easter bread, Easter pizza? Did you do any of these? We didn't do any of that. I mean, I remember... I guess my grandmother did do a little Easter bread. I just don't mm-hmm. remember it very much. You know, we had the Italian grandma, the, mm-hmm. the family that came over from Italy, you know, in the early, late 50s, early 60s. And then the maternal grandparents who were half German, half Austrian. So mm-hmm. actually, I think for Easter, we would do more like a sauerbraten thing or or like, you know, pork loin. It wouldn't be yeah. ham. It would be like, Pork loin. You got some heavy food cultures yeah. <laughs> in your lineage. Well, and even with the Italian side, we wouldn't always get, because it was such a big family and, you know, a lot of grandkids, they would always have the staples. You would always have manicotti and you would always have gnocchi. Mm-hmm. And that would be what the kids would have anyway. Because like, for, for example, the whole Christmas Eve Feast of the Seven Fishes tradition for years, I wasn't even aware of it because it was at an end of the table that I wasn't near because I grew up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so fish was expensive. We were nowhere yeah, near yeah. where you could get fish. And they were not going to waste fish 
on kick. <laughs> like, good fish. That, you we know, only got seven of these. Or or, yeah. Yeah, well, just saying, <laughs> they, you know, it was expensive. No, so it's I, just I get like, it. let's give the potato dough to the kids. Look, Pittsburgh, we know Pittsburgh <laughs> loves potatoes. Permani Brothers, yeah. they put the fries uh, right on the sandwich. That's right. So that's good. Right. That's right. And now I actually make my grandmother's manicotti for Christmas. Do you really? I oh. make it with the crepes, too. Oh. Like crepes and pecorino romano is the key cheese wow. ingredient. Oh, wow. Wait, yeah. with, I, you may use it with uh, – we'll talk about candy in a second. Crepes yeah, instead crepes. of Instead pasta of like tubes? the pasta shells, yeah. This it's is amazing. news to me. I've never even heard of this. Oh, it's incredible. If you can make – you know, it's basically – like a sweet crepe only without the sugar and mm-hmm. vanilla. So it's, you know, equal parts flour and water and two eggs for every cup of flour. And you, it's a real thin, thin batter. Yeah. And you can shape them oblong so you can roll them. Do you have the big and flat thing and the stick and you do the whole uh, crepe thing? I just make them like pancakes. No kidding. See, I'm, I'm wary of crepes because I've watched enough episodes of Chopped that whoever makes crepes in the uh, dessert round, they always wind up getting cut because they can never figure <laughs> crepes out. Well, the prob- the thing is, is I guess it's probably not a true crepe. It's probably mm-hmm. a little more floury and doughy and thick. It's definitely thicker, I think, than a true yeah. French crepe is because it has to support the cheese. It's probably more like a blintz. Yeah. Well, there you go, France. Okay. We fixed it. Italians fixed the crepe. But I will tell you what winds up happening when you bake all that together Mm -hmm. is that it just melds beautifully and turns into this hole that is greater than the sum of its parts. I just, listeners, you can't see this. I just clutched my pearls when she said that. It makes makes my heart so happy. By the way, Mark. Oh, sorry. I have to tell you something. And this is going to sound like sacrilege, but... (laughs) I don't make my own sauce. My grandmother made her own mm-hmm. sauce and mm-hmm. she would, you know, do it with the veal and the cooking for hours. Well, mm-hmm. I don't make my own sauce. I have tried a million different sauces to try to replicate the taste of it. The only sauce that does the trick that makes it taste like hers, and I swear to God this is true, uh-huh. ragu traditional. You know, that makes mm. sense. Hers was a very thin, sweet, sauce that mm-hmm. let the flavors that let the food shine as opposed to being very full of oregano or thick or chunky or this or that yeah where in italy is she from that. they were uh, a place uh in molise called sant'angelo del pesco it's uh if if rome is on the the left side of the boot sant'angelo's on the right okay. side of the boot about you know not quite at the coastline you know it's a roman town and mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it Ragu gets a bad rap, I think, sometimes. I agree. And I think when I went to Rome the first time, one mm-hmm. of the pasta dishes I tried, I was like, this, like the closest thing I can imagine. Now, granted, this was like street food, Roman food. It's like, no. yeah, the, you know, the weirdly, this 100% authentic Roman yeah. red sauce tastes yeah. a heck of a lot like American ragu to me. And I'm sure, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think what people forget about Italy, because it looks like such a small country. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you think about America, you know that Texas is going to be different from California. It's going to be different from North Dakota. It's going to be different from New York. You don't think about the fact that Rome is different from Venice, is different from Palermo, is different from Sicily. Right. 
know, and the regionalisms and the regional foods. I mean, people are like, oh, your grandma must have, I never had anything piccata or marsala growing (laughs) up. You know, it was a very rustic. Well, also, they didn't have any money. Yeah. So it was a very rustic thing where the meat was not necessarily a discernible cut of meat. It was very cheap meat stewed in yeah. sauce. Ball. That's the cut that it was, is ball. And, and bread and yeah. pasta and cheese. And oh. it was just very simple and delicious. I mean, deliciously done, but it wasn't fancy. And she would make pizzels, like spend hours. Oh, that's my, oh. that's my Christmas every yeah. year. So good. Or my as. Sister. Your sister makes, makes them every year? Yes, she does. Uh, and it's delightful. Do you go Anazette? Do you go vanilla? Anazette, do you go lemon? Do you go you Anazette? All right. Anazette. Oh. Well, yeah. we, we I, so I could talk about Italian food all day, but we're here to talk about not the greatest Italian dishes, but the worst Easter candies. Wait, Mark, yeah. before you jump in, yeah, I know you're talking about clutching your pearls. People can't see us, but you are, you're clean shaven with a haircut. And you look like in an action movie when there are space marines that like are talking to each other in the locker room. Like you're the one that comes up like, yeah, I got to go back home on Earth. <laughs> I didn't get a haircut, though. It's the same length that it was. No. Oh. It's now long yeah, enough that nice. it falls. I just don't. I'm not wearing it up. I have a mullet now. I'm going to shave my head. That's it. Dude, you should shave your head. I know. That's People of the world influence. asked and answered how Loveland should shave his head. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> or does it maybe is- all right let's talk about easter candy all right uh, i have been scouring the internet just to have specificity of the easter like what what are commonly regarded to be terrible easter candies because my sweet tooth may be off i may actually like candies and weirdly i have found on many many sources pretty much an identical list so yeah there's a pretty short list of candies that are deemed the worst. Do you guys have any off the top of your head that you're like, well, this is the one I dislike the most? I want to throw in something that I don't think I've seen on any of the lists, and it's three words. <laughs> Ooh. Anything by Palmer's. Oh. I don't know. What is Palmer's? Palmer's? Pal- you'll see it online. Palmer's is a regional candy company. It's basically, it's not chocolate. It's a brown candle. <laughs> it's, it's housewares and it looks so pretty it looks so promising you've got the palmer's bunnies or the palmer's eggs or the palmer's this is and you'll mm-hmm. see them at the tvs or the drugstores and 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 once in a while you'll think oh well this, this looks this looks good <laughs> i remember i think the first time i ever had them like the hanukkah gelt or the coins or sure. you know fun little uh, wrapped oh, yeah. things or, or just the cheapy eggs the, the cheapy foil wrapped eggs and you know Anything in a pinch, especially the day after Easter when it's all half off. Oh yeah, I mean, ten cents. Heck yeah. I'm the fifty. I'm the day after the day 100%. after Valentine's Day, the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. the day after Easter. Yes, the week after Easter, you can get to the seventy five percent off if you're lucky. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> um, yeah, Palmer's is just. And I went to a couple of like candy, you know, online stores, mm-hmm. and a lot of them sell Palmer's things, and it's just so disappointing. I mean, is it specifically chocolate? Is Palmer's like, is it, are they a chocolate yeah, company? So it's, it's either solid. It's just, it yeah. is simply chocolate in assorted shapes. Yeah. I mean, I think they might have gone and, you know, with things that have filling, like, you know, mm-hmm. a peanut butter egg or this sort right. of thing. But it's, it's all, it's, I don't think they do jelly beans. I don't think they do right. hard candy. I feel like it's a, 
and it's mostly a bunnies thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah let's bunnies, just eggs, say, coins. Yeah. If the chocolate's not good, that's a big problem. And Palmer seems to be at least, you know, in the North, maybe it's just a Northeast thing. Mm-hmm, uh, but- it seems pretty ubiquitous in the Northeast because I grew up with it in Pit. I saw it in Pittsburgh and it continued in New York. I wonder if it's that that company, because this list already does have the chocolate bunny. I know Stover's makes them and that's a, Stover's, Stover's, the chocolate is is good. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder how many of the chocolate bunnies out there are secretly, because if you know, if you put them side by side, you don't necessarily know which one of these chocolates is the better chocolate. Unless it's unwrapped. Right. Now, I, I, yeah. Where I grew up in Pittsburgh, oh, there's this amazing family company, Saris, S-A-R-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. And they make some of the best, well, chocolate-covered pretzels that you've ever had. They put mm. no wax in their chocolate, so they really can't ship it if it's more than 72 degrees. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was like, that was those were the candy bars we sold in the Thespian Troupe. So their Easter novelties are just a delight. But yes, no. if you put that next to... Um, but Lint makes a decent bunny. I think I probably had a Hershey bunny one. You know, like mm-hmm, you got yeah. the mass, mass produced ones. They're all, all then, the chocolate companies are going to make one, but it really does point out. It is like, this is strength of the chocolate alone. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. So you, it would be hard to say, like, that's why I didn't say chocolate bunny mm-hmm. because there are good chocolate bunnies. Well, right. except the hollow ones, which are useless unless you fill them with peanut butter. Hold yes. on now. I never... I, how do you fill a, because the second there's a bite or a break yeah, or something, it crumbles into a million pieces. Okay. It's like Basically, trying to drink out of a glass that's been scotch taped together. That's yeah. true. I didn't say it was perfect, but in, <laughs> you know, when you grow up with no money, sometimes, yeah. you know, you get a hollow Easter bunny and you sit there with the jar of peanut butter and that makes it a little bit better. Like it's chips and salsa. I'm on board. Well, or oh, a yeah. spoon, you know, because yeah. you don't want yeah. the chocolate to end up in the, not exactly like the commercial, you put your, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> right. but, but, um, but I will say growing up with that commercial, it kind of seemed like, oh, I don't want the peanut butter cup. I want what just happened to that chocolate and that peanut butter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, want, I want the bar in the jar. The one that I always remember growing up was. I think it was the first time they introduced peanut butter M&Ms and it's oh. a spoon with peanut butter, a wooden spoon, yep. dunked in peanut butter and then dunked yep. in M&Ms. Or maybe yep. I remember that from a movie, just a wooden spoon or a d- dream or a dream, a wooden spoon with peanut butter and M&Ms on it is, right. it feels yeah, like right. the ultimate over the top version of licking the spoon after you make batter. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to pile onto these hollow bunnies because I, uh, I think they're trash. Don't pile I, onto I, them. It'll crush them. I, they have no, no structure. No, you, you can't, you can't break them. <laughs> I used to take a serrated knife. So I grew up Jewish, but I also grew up an only child, which meant my parents were like, he shouldn't miss out on Easter. So they would give me <laughs> your my Valentine's from my parents and they gave me an Easter basket pretty much every year. Yeah. And I would get one of the big hollow bunnies mm-hmm. and I would saw through it with a serrated knife. And even that would take a really long time to get through. And then I, oh. then I would finally have a piece to eat. And it was always so disappointing. And it was like the second I finished it, the men in black showed up and popped a neuralizer in my face. Because 364 <laughs> days later, I would have the same buddy be like, this is going to be great. Look how big this is. And it's all for me. How yes. thick was the chocolate rind to the bunny-shaped air on the inside? Like At least one foot. 
<laughs> at least one foot. There was. Well, they were, where did you Where did you start cutting? Because I think that in the, the ears. ears, there's le- okay. There's less room for air in the ears. Oh, if you started okay. at like the the tummy or maybe even the neck. If you this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. 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 I sure. think you might have, but 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 the ears, you know, they're so they're so narrow that I think by nature there couldn't be a lot of air in there. So they were probably almost solid is my, is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. How? You just have to eat it like Sweeney Todd and you cut its neck and let it work your way. In. By the way, those bunnies my are friends. hollow. The reason why they're hollow is the creators didn't want kids to break their teeth on them. Oh, oh. no, that's very smart. There was one year, again, not having much money. We, after, when you got a little older and you're just like, I want something for Easter, but I, I my babysitting money, I make, a dollar fifty an hour babysitting is not enough to buy candy. Mm-hmm. Mom, can I have an Easter basket? <laughs> like, well, what do you want? And one year, I think I had had something with white chocolate on it. So I said, oh, well, this is interesting. Now, white chocolate on something is different than like a lot of white chocolate at once. Yeah. I want a white chocolate Easter bunny. So I got a solid white chocolate Easter bunny. And yeah, the only way you can eat one of those is just to like gnaw at it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you look like you're eating the good soap that you're not allowed to use. Kind of does look like you're eating a bar of ivory. And, and, and it was so like, that's too much white chocolate at once. Yeah. It, it, that white chocolate is best as a garnish or a drizzle. Maybe a little shaved on the top of something with some other eyes. choice. That's how you right. make the eyes and the carrot. Yeah, you you dip a chocolate covered strawberry in the yeah. dark chocolate, and then you mm. drizzle the white chocolate yeah. over it for decor. Yeah, you've been to a New Year's Eve party, clearly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a traumatic Easter. Is just gnawing my way through this bunny. You mentioned Palmer's and something in that you said that I think is interesting. And I think that this could be a factor in our determining what the worst candy is. You mentioned the packaging for it. And I'm yeah. wondering like, what effect is there something to a worse? Does it make a candy worse if its packaging gives you the promise of something good? Like, oh, like funny. if it's the worst candy well, on the inside, the, the, the image on the outside should be the jankiest Easter bunny ever. But if it's beautifully packaged, and I would argue that there are some things that are beautifully packaged, you're like, this is going to be great. But so if the bag should have Gary Busey with bunny ears on it, and then you know what you're getting, <laughs> like, all right, yeah, well, then you know I, you're getting Palmer's. Yeah. It's, it's Palmer's candy. Not just the packaging, but the mold. Have you seen some of these bunny molds out there? There are some crazy-ass bunny molds out there. Some like, of them look like something out of a horror movie, like Donnie Darko. Do. Like they have human, from, they're human yeah. from the neck down in a tuxedo. Or they have oversized heads mm-hmm. or really large ears. And some of them are just the classic profile <laughs> of the bunny. I think that's Like a they're on classic. a coin. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, you see, like... Yeah. A bu- yeah, it's a profile of a bunny, and some of them are even flat on the back, so yes. they're not a full 360. Yeah. But then some of them are like chubby cartoon bunnies and like anthropomorphic, and they're going to speak and say hi, and they've got little sugar eyes, and sometimes they have a little bow around. Oh, don't decorate them. Don't. I'm just going to eat them. Don't make like... 
Don't, don't humanize don't them. Put on his Sunday the, best for me to. That's part of the packaging. Yeah, for, but I feel like the packaging for Easter Bunny if they come in a package because some of them are yeah. just like cellophane wrapped in a ribbon. Right. I think the better ones are probably. I like that the way. good Russell Stover one in the box, but if it's in the box, you can't tell if it's the flat on the back kind. Right. Which is dangerous. It is. I want yeah. a box. I want. I, you know, I'm going to go the other way. I want to see a box where the bunny's holding a picture of its family. <laughs> so that I know 100% what I'm getting yeah. into. So that when you Sweeney Todd that bunny, mm-hmm. <laughs> it knows. You're thinking well, about it, everything. With its Ancestry.com results. <laughs> yeah. This is what I come from. I oh come my God, it's half German Austrian. Of a flat-backed family of bunnies. <laughs> we're We're slightly anthropomorphic on my mother's side, but the flat back is the genetically uh. powerful... It's a dominant. It's a dominant yeah. gene. It's, yes, it's the dominant gene. Thank oh you for my God. But I, but I, so I, I feel like the the, the 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 packaging that I'm thinking of is like a rectangular box with a cellophane window, and mm-hmm. the cellophane and the and the box around it is usually a pastel color with tulips on it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I feel like, like that's the good one. Yeah, yep. well, ears at the top. Is so, yeah, ears at the this this bunny is somehow with the ears be? in a pastoral land. Yeah, <laughs> you've caught That's him just at that profile as he's looking off. Right. The bunny is in the wild. Yeah. Yes, you can take aim because that bunny is <laughs> looking at you. Just laser, laser dot right. on that bunny. Right. The anthropomorphic bunnies are looking right at you. Yeah. No. That, no. They thank want you. Want you to take them from the shelves. <laughs> so, so I think so far in the bunny argument of the of the chocolate bunny world. Yes. We are taking. To the finals of worst Easter candy, it sounds like an anthropomorphic hollow Palmer's chocolate bunny. Is that correct? Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. I have another one. Please. I have two that are in the same family. One is any bag of jelly beans, the black licorice jelly beans. Yeah. I think are the worst, but even more so one entire brand. And I think this candy's a little divisive on its own mm-hmm. where people. Mm-hmm. Some people love Starburst. Some people hate Starburst. But we can all agree that their jelly beans should die in a fire. We cannot all agree that. I've never had Starburst jelly beans. I've had Starburst, which I enjoy, but I have not had the Starburst jelly beans. I like Starburst. I like Starburst jelly beans. Why? Because they Why? have they have a little bit more tartness than a regular jelly bean, and I like that. The non like their jelly bellies are their own weird. We make oh, booger yeah. flavored every we don't flavor. Count them. Yeah, we don't That's count jelly, jelly beans. Yeah, that. But as far as the Easter ones go, some of them just taste like little sugar bombs with no discernible flavor between oh. them. A yes. white rocks jelly bean tastes mm-hmm. like nothing. Yes. Yeah. Say nothing so flavored jelly bean. What you, what's That's, your favorite flavor of the jelly bean? What's your favorite? Because I oh. you eat them. I eat them in order. I eat my least favorite, then my most favorite last. Yes, me too. I always save the best for last. Yeah, no. Of course. That nice, good cherry jelly bean. There's nothing better yeah. than a oh, nice. Oh, that's a good mm, choice. Just a red, just a nice Ooh. wild cherry jelly bean. Yeah. Even I the like jelly that. bellies, they make a really good wild cherry. They do. And I've had They're the very sour good. Jelly bellies. The sour ones are pretty tasty too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, it's hard to find. Like, I think all the other flavors are. I mean. It would now, if we're talking non Jelly Belly, it seems mm-hmm. like all the other flavors are. The orange isn't really orange. The, the no, the, I love yeah, the orange ones. Really lemon, but it's it's not like. What do you think that the orange Brock's? Let's just say Brock's mm-hmm. Jelly Belly. Oh, I'll show you what they taste like. Hold on. <laughs> do you <laughs> have so them? 
Oh, my oh, God. Man. He could. He didn't even get up. He just scooched his chair away. He had it at the ready. Well, it was you just close enough. Tank? It tastes like these. Oh, the sugar-covered jelly oh. orange slices, which don't it was just don't taste like orange either. No, they, they taste, taste like, like Fanta. a sugary, citrusy kind of yes. like it's in the neighborhood of an orange. You yeah. know what it's supposed to be, even if 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 I were blindfolded, and you gave me this versus if these, you hold up an actual orange, I would know which one. Right. Yeah. Which one was orange by the flavor? Like it's pretty obvious what they're going for. I'm curious right, though, Hal. What about yes. why why do the Starburst ones up your eye so much? If they actually have f- flavor attached to I think that the Brock's jelly beads with well, the the white ones excused because they're just like <laughs> sugar cubes. Sugar and maybe is it pineapple? Is it coconut? You yeah. you who knows. Yeah. But th- that but I like that those flavors so much. And I associate them with the holiday. That when Starburst comes along, I was like, what if they were a little sour? Wow. <laughs> riding in on a skateboard? No, I'll clothesline you to the ground and drag you away. Not interested. It's the petroleum influence on candy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a bit like it's Draco Malfoy showing up with new brooms for the whole team so that no, he can get named captain. It's like you're it's, already Starburst. I, that, that element of it, I understand. It's poochie. Yes. They poochie jelly beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I figured you guys would get that reference. They poochie. It's 100% poochie. Yeah. And those things can also ride a skateboard into space. That's right. That's right. But they don't die on the way back to their home planet. They keep coming every Easter. Oh, my God. That's right. But I think now, are Starburst jelly beans year-round? Because there are some jelly bean brands that you can kind of find on the off-season. And I was wondering if Starburst was one of them. You can always get anything even out of season. But I think that they are generally – you have to hunt them down if it's not Easter time. Easter time, they're like right there in your face. But that's that's every brand. Like like Sweet Tarts has their own thing and – yeah, like everybody comes out with their own sort of flavor uh, of of jelly bean. But I, for me, I'd rather have Brock's. Give me that over anything else. I want to get back to this. Uh, we've talked about jelly beans. We've got Starburst trying to move in on the turf as one potential. We've got the Palmer's Hollow anthropomorphize. Are we going anthropomorphize on that one? Is that why, what the, why the heck yeah. not? With the weird, yeah. with the weird big sugar eyes. Yeah, yeah. There's one that I want to throw out there that is absolutely bonkers that I've never come across, but apparently the internet has, um, which is the chocolate crucifix. I'm not even going to begin mm-hmm. to talk about how horrifying that <laughs> is. That is, I'm taking that, that one so far out of the norm that I don't even think it should be in contention in this list. Yeah. I just now, I just had, I just had this image of the, of a song called chocolate stigmata. And, <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head. Is that off of the new Fiona Apple album? It must be. Yeah. yeah stigmata. But I yeah. think that, I think that there are three remaining. The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost. The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost. They have uh, the Holy Ghost ones. They're hard to eat because it's just a mist. <laughs> it passes right through you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a suggestion. <laughs> exactly. Candy. Yeah. yeah. But if a bunch of people are in one room, you can sense that candy. <laughs> I think that the three divisive ones that we have left, yes. one is candy corn, but put into assorted Easter that forms. Sounds, right. Which I don't know if that one necessarily counts because that, if the worst Easter corn was just the wolf in sheep's clothing of candy corn dressed like it's Easter. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But I think so the you're two- talking about candy corn that's pink or the candy corn candy in a different shape. No, Both. it's the same. It's whatever it's, it's, yeah. It's like a pastel version yeah, of it. So instead of being the yellow, the R, it's like blue, pink, right. green. Mm-hmm. It's the Easter I've color. Seen, I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the pastel ones. I just haven't seen a different shape mm-hmm. candy corn concept. Yeah. Because then whenever I think of anything like that, I think of those marshmallow eggs. And there's the ones that look like little mm. mud pans. Oh. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah. The ones that are supposed um, to be the pumpkins? Power. Yeah. And then at Easter time, they're like, that's a little pink bunt cake for uh, Easter. Yeah. And you're like, all right. I, w- I will say I, I, I have a soft spot for the candy corn slash mallow pumpkins where I just need to eat one. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Like for the whole like, season? And then you're like, now it. my autumn has been but, made. But I feel like if there's, I don't know what it is. It's, it's too much is disgusting, but mm-hmm. just. Just having a couple yeah. of them, like a little, a like taste. a nice little autumn mix. I love candy yeah. corn. A little autumn mix, and I, yeah, it's tasty. I have, uh, but, I but held I it up to the camera. Device. I don't know if you saw it, but I held it up to I the camera. A three-pound box yeah, of candy corn Amazing. and mallow pumpkins, which I bought and then mixed together by shaking the container because I had to buy them separately. See, There's no way I will eat any of it. I just was struck by part of the pandemic for me is ordering things like this piece of furniture behind me uh, or tons of ca- – like I could – sit here over the course of the time we're here and pull out different pieces of candy and just show them because they're here. Cause I just keep ordering. Yeah. Them. I can only eat it. You know one what day you should week. order, dude, order a bunch of matching like old timey jars. Then you can have all your candies out. Like it's a, like it's, the, yeah. these are, these like are bicentennial the era. Oh yeah. With the, yeah, it's like the thick uh, ribbed glass. glass. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then this one says 1776 cause it's bicentennial. <gasps> I think it's, that's pretty fantastic there you go all right so but the two that i think are are probably the most divisive in contention for this mm. are we've got our terrible chocolate bunny we have yes. terrible jelly beans to be determined which jelly beans are necessarily the terrible right. ones okay but it's cadbury cream eggs and peeps who okay. wait i happen what? to be a pro cream egg person yeah who doesn't like yeah. those i I enjoy the cream eggs very, very much. Very, very much. Yeah. I, they are like them? so. I know. I, you've not heard that. There are people who hate them. There are people, there are people who hate Cadbury hate cream them. eggs. In fact, on many of these lists, it is ranked number one absolute worst. Yeah. And I there don't. There are people who hate rainbows. I think, and I understand this about the Cadbury cream egg, not that we're looking for nutritional value in any of these, but (laughs) of of all of them on the list, this has, was it one third of your sugar for the day in one Cadbury? Like it is, they're the most overly sugared sugar bombs. But I don't know that that's why most people don't like them. I think people are grossed out by the fake yolk. I think that that's the runniness that turns people off. But see, I like if you like the mallow cups or, mm-hmm. you know, those um, or anything with like that. Well, any of those old fashioned creams where it's a runny cream mm-hmm. and not a solid cream. There's something very delightful about that. It's a very old timey chocolates sensation it's it like does ordering feel like a vermont that yeah. country store and yeah. don't get me started on getting a vermont country store catalog is porn to me <laughs> what is vermont I, country store <laughs> you've never gotten a is this vermont like a harry and david catalog. kind of thing 
Well, no, it's actually a little country store in Vermont and they mm-hmm. sell housewares that sell old timey, you know, a lot of things for grandmas and grandpas, mm-hmm. perfume that hasn't been made in forever, old timey nightgowns and, and <laughs> woolen knitted things. And, but they also have, especially at the holiday, all this candy that you can't find uh. and like, and like the cakes, like the rum cakes and the little bottles of chocolate liqueurs. And then they have their own candies. They've yeah. got their own, like the, the chocolate drops and the fudge. And it's, um, it's a very rustic little catalog and go to the website and, you know, and they, they sell flannel, flannel sheets and bathing caps and, you know, really supportive <laughs> brassiers. And, uh, and men's black and white striped onesie swimsuits where that, you can hold yeah, up the of. giant barbell. Not, yes, and various unguents and ointments that haven't <laughs> been around for a while. You know, if you want a bottle of Jean Nate, oh my God. you can find a bottle of Jean Nate Hal there. can get all of his tinctures. Yes, yeah, I yes. get my Dilaudid finally. It's so hard to get <laughs> everywhere else. Easy, Elvis. You can get like Charles Chips and Snyder's Pretzels. Yeah, and, like Bit of Honey, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bit of Honey and Getz's uh, Bullseyes. I mm-hmm. love those caramel bullseyes. And, and, but they apparently they come in different flavors, and I've only ever seen them at the Vermont Country Store catalog. They have a chocolate Getz's Bullseye and a strawberry Getz's Ooh. Caramel Bullseye, and I did not know. So, yeah. Those catalogs are porn, but uh, oh food God. porn for anyone who likes uh, <laughs> food the way I do. I'd never order them. I just look at them yeah. and drool because I know I will have problems with pants if I were to order the things that I wanted to get. And also, uh-huh. as a theater person, it's not in your bones to purchase a giant bag of individually wrapped hard candies. What, well, <laughs> now what I do that is, is drilled out of own. you. Oh, Mark. I can I can unwrap all the candy I want to in the privacy of my own home. Uh, you no, never no. hear a crinkle. Uh, you always hear the announcement: if you have any hard candies, please unwrap them now. Just once in a theater, I want that to be heated, and I want the entirety of the audience to just all pull out their cellophane candies and start opening. Then it'll sound like a big campfire. Well, the irony of it is, is before Broadway shut down, now they like they started selling candy in the aisles, like it's a dang ball game <laughs> wow you whatever gets get butts in the seats like a twist you know you can get twizzlers and m&ms at your seat yeah so what's worse the sound of a hard candy being unwrapped that will ostensibly last 10 minutes or the constant crunch of the peanut m&ms right. going into mouth hitting oh. the teeth i hope that they're only doing that at the big shows like beetlejuice and it's not like you know, you're going to go see an Intazake Shange play and someone in the audience is individually unwrapping Starburst. And someone's got to pay that Jew Jameson rent. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is not cheap to run a show, man. Oh, my God. No, I, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't tend to order hard candies just because why waste time? But, um, right. although, you know, like ginger candies, I've started to like more yeah. and... And those things. Well, and also, I mean, come on. When you do anything with your voice, lozenges are your life. Oh, yeah. Are that's lozenges, right. but hard candies that don't taste as good. Look, I get red <laughs> ludens because they taste like delicious cherry candy. Oh, and Smith Brothers. That yeah. was basically oh, yeah. candy. <laughs> Mom, I have a cold. Can I get yeah. some cough drops? That was the way to cheat yourself into getting candy yeah when your mom wasn't gonna give you candy same but she would give you cough drops yeah can <laughs> I, I have 12 ludens i think i feel a scratch <laughs> coming on 
Yeah, but then oh. you have to be careful because if she gets you hauls, the game is over. Yeah, there's no menthol, menthol candy. No, that mentholiptus vapor action will just ruin your day. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, we are um, so tracked. By the way, anyway. speaking of speaking of hard candies, and I want to throw in another candy that I did find a picture of that I had forgotten about, and I'm like, oh yeah, that garbage is uh, chicks and rabbits. They look like pills. They look like Flintstone vitamins. They're almost like pressed powder. You know, they, they're like hard little crunchy and they're, they're very detailed because they are, you know, they're, you know, those, yeah, those might be the worst. They're, yeah, they're just Legos like that, right? Like they make little brick candies. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing they do with the Legos. And they make chicks and bunnies for Easter? Chicks and rabbits for Easter. How many children lose teeth eating those? I don't know. It's really hard to eat. Yeah, there's no redeeming value in those. Well, now they make marshmallow versions, so they make them chewy. But I think if you're talking about the original, like, powder, the only good powdered candy for me like that are the message hearts that you get around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These are more like pressed, you know, Pills or supplements. You know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, they look like Flintstones vitamins. Yeah, but they're not Flintstones but not vitamins. as good. Another way to try to get what is the closest thing to candy when your parents don't have candy in the house. Uh, yes. Flintstones vitamins. Flintstones vitamins. Oh, I hope. I hope today's the day I get a purple Barney. That's all I want. <laughs> or Dino. I guess. Or Dino was the purple. Like, yeah. Sometimes it was a purple you know, Barney. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I think they shook up the colors. The colors were not always, uh, it wasn't always the same color with the same character. You could get right. a, you could get a red mm-hmm. Dino and a purple Betty. Yeah. Purple right. Betty. That sounds like a band. That's gotta oh, be right. a band. Yeah. I was in purple, purple Betty, Betty in college. I was also, if somebody pulls out a little bottle of pills and shakes it in the elementary school and you and your buddies as little kids are like, Hey man, you got any purple Bettys? I would get right. sent to the principal's office so fast. Even in the seventies. Right. That, would, yeah. that wouldn't now, have flown even now, then. Now you sneeze and you get sent to the principal's office. Yeah. Back then, you could get away with anything except selling purple Bettys. Speaking of taking, <laughs> I just, I just, I just need to say that if you grew up with the little plastic eggs, where there could be can any kind mm-hmm. of candy put in there, mm-hmm. and you shook it, and you thought it was M and M's, but it turned out to be jelly beans. Oh, wow! Disappointing. Wasn't that the most disappointing thing. <laughs> in the world? What a betrayal. Hey, it's M and M's. Oh crap! And it's all white ones. I like. I would always be like, you pick it up, you shake it, and you go, "Nope, not coins." Gonna keep going. Oh, you got you got a couple of. So we get a couple of quarters in there every once in a while. Wow. Doubloons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of ritzy gold crusted family did you? Have? The kind yeah, that would forget really. to go buy candy. There you go. Be like, oh, mom- bust open the change jar. Just put some put some change in them. When I was very little, my mom used to make um, little bunny tracks out of flour on the carpet. That's very Aww. cute. Yeah, she did that maybe twice. <laughs> yeah, until the vacuuming <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was it was it was lovely. But then eventually, eventually, it was just you get a one pound bag of peanut M and M's, and yeah. that's yes. just the greatest thing. Forget the basket. Mm. Peanut M and M's are the perfect candy. Give me the peanut M, and then usually for Lent, being the lapsed Catholic that I am. Mm-hmm. Back then, we would usually give up candy for Lent, you sure, know, or dessert or ice cream or something like that. So on Easter Sunday morning, we'd be sticking M and M's in our purse because, like the little junkies we were, <laughs> we would cross off 
the days on the wall calendar yeah. and our little shaky X's. And of course, you realize like, Len, Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, but Len's longer than 40 days. This is a trick. <laughs> this, this is terrible. I don't like this man. This isn't fair. Uh, when you're a kid, it's all about like, come on, the Bible says, why should only have to do 40? Yeah, so 40 is not divisible by seven. And if this goes right. Sunday to Sunday, that is 42 right. days. And then you'd make up this rule like, well, wait, so Sundays I think you're allowed to have what you gave up for like Lent. It's your cheat we used, day. We used to do Sunday cheat days. <laughs> yeah. Kids. yeah. And, and then uh, I'm thinking, well, after the fact, it just seems like it's bad detox. It's just bad rehab. <laughs> Lent is just yeah. unwise rehab. So anyway, we put the peanut M&Ms in our little Easter purses and just, just during mass and try not to make it. Yeah. Like you had just fallen off the wagon after six weeks. You'd fallen off the basket. We 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 had the monkey on our back, man. <laughs> so right. yeah. So anyway, so back to the cream eggs. I so back to the cream eggs. Texture. I think the texture is what makes it divisive for so many people. I think there are people usually when you read those lists, mm-hmm. you hear about oh, cream eggs are just so gross and they're sticky and the yolk and who wants anything that looks like yolk and they're not thinking about how delightful that can be. I'm into cream eggs. They are sugar bombs. And it does feel a little bit like they tried to make some sort of whipped sugar thing inside a chocolate egg and then just failed. Feels like a fallen souffle a bit. That said, I do enjoy them. Well, now, have you tried the mini cream eggs, the little ones that come in the little dozen? Have you seen those? Yeah, no, I just use the full-size ones in an actual egg dozen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the little yeah, mini ones, now the ratio of chocolate to filling there's Mm -hmm. more chocolate than filling so i think people who it's more like an actual little chocolate drop so i think people who are turned off by too much Mm -hmm. of the fondant might enjoy because cadbury chocolate is delightful yeah not still not as good as american chocolate well i stand (laughs) by my i stand by my you're from pennsylvania how dare you i know i know i i hate (laughs) There's sometimes a hershey bar there's just nothing better it's the great american Um, how do you feel about that's right Hershey is the great American chocolate, chocolate bar. bar. Had to do it. Um, how do you feel about the Cadbury caramel eggs? Have you had them? Mm-hmm. I prefer the Cadbury cream egg because yeah. it's because like the I'm Cadbury caramel egg is. I think like, they're two very different things, even though they're similar. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like, again, it goes back to the, the packaging gives you the promise of one thing. If I see mm-hmm. a little egg wrapped up that says Cadbury, I'm like, oh, it's a Cadbury cream egg. And then I open it up and it's a caramel. I'm like, you're just like everyone else. <laughs> now that I don't make, want a big Rolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do with this big ass Rolo? Yeah. What the hell? Rolo. <laughs> I don't know. Can, I can make do with a big ass Rolo. Now, uh, have you seen they make uh, Reese's makes peanut butter eggs? Not mm-hmm. the not the classic peanut butter eggs, but mm-hmm. they make peanut butter eggs that look like Cadbury eggs with a whipped peanut butter filling. I have not tried yep. this, but I ought. Yeah, they're not bad, but no. it's a very you're expecting. See, mm-hmm. the filling of a classic Reese's peanut butter egg is uncomparable to anything else in the world and the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter is different than a Reese's peanut butter cup so you're getting something special yeah and I believe that the chocolate feels different on a Reese's Mm -hmm. peanut butter egg or pumpkin or tree or that kind of thing with it tree for um, Arbor Day yeah Yeah. (laughs) no the Christmas ones they make them oh right but they don't really look 
<laughs> they're not really okay. pointed. Anything that Reese's <laughs> makes in that department is just basically oblong <laughs> with question yeah. of a shape. <laughs> it always looks a it's little melted. Egg. It's a Christmas but tree. Yeah. But you don't care because it's just so damn delicious. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the ones that look like the Cadbury eggs that are wrapped individually in foil, it's a really different experience. Okay. So you, those are apples and oranges. And it's interesting that two Reese's peanut butter eggs, things that say Reese's peanut butter eggs, can be very different because there's more chocolate on the Cadbury style peanut yeah. butter egg and the right. peanut butter inside is that whipped is version or yeah. Or like a creamier thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we are so off topic. No, this I, is literally I, the topic. Yeah. Is well, Easter candy. One. We're getting, getting into the good stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. We're supposed <laughs> to be talking away. about the terrible <laughs> stuff, Stephanie. I swore to myself, I, I wasn't going to name check any good candies. And here I've, yeah. here I go. I broke up <laughs> my promise to myself. I have another one that I think is, I don't know if this is controversial or not. Let's mm-hmm. find out. And that is marshmallow peeps. I don't care if it's a bunny or the traditional little right. bird. We don't like those, right? I well, they're not for eating. I love them. Really? Not? I love peeps. I open up the box and I put them on top of the fridge and I let them get stale because they're super, super soft when you first get them. But specifically the yeah. bunny-shaped ones, once they mm-hmm. get a little stale and chewy, are like a cross between a delicious sugar-coated marshmallow and like a taffy so you don't think that those are sweeter than the cream egg because i think that peeps are really sweet like Mm -hmm. they are but i think there's less mass in them i guess yeah the air you know what i mean but it seems like more people buy peeps because they're decor Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you have to look good in the basket they look good in the basket they look good on your table they you know they're just some or you get them because it's Easter. You gotta have peeps. Yeah. And then they get yeah. stale. And oh, we're throwing the. I wonder how many pristine <laughs> packages of peeps are in landfills across the nation. They're probably at their best. <laughs> They're the layer both below and above all those Atari copies of ET. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the Washington Post for years, and we entered it one year, um, they would have a peeps diorama contest. What? Years. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. What did, you, what did you make? Yeah. We made them a peep show. Oh my Made a god! Show with peeps, and my sister was in town. Oh yeah, it was oh. it was so much fun. We had a great time doing it. But some of these dioramas that that people make are just incredible. I don't know whether it's accessible on the post website. I think they stopped doing it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff that people would come and it was always you know pop culture reference and very of the time and see that fiction. Is- yeah. Sure that yeah. that does feel like that's the kind of thing that takes this out of contention for worst Easter candy because flavor because it, it while it is a divisive flavor well while it's a divisive flavor it's still so synonymous with Easter that you can find a way to enjoy it even if you're not eating it I can't imagine any world in which I enjoy those little chicks and rabbits pills right Mark, what but please you're gonna but- tell me. The, the reason why you like that candy is because you could do stuff with it other than eat it. No, no I'm saying I'm saying that it is so synonymous with Easter that if we're determining the worst Easter candy, it feels oh, it's like so Easter. It's so Easter. It's not the worst. Like some of mm. these are abject garbage. It's very but bad. Candy is for eating. Yeah, yeah. guys, but I I'm one of I am one of the ones it. that enjoys peeps. I don't think they're bad. But if you're ranking the worst movie based on how much fun you have talking about it, 
Yeah. The, yeah. You know what's not the worst movie? The Room. <laughs> not the worst you movie. Know, it, but here's the thing. What about 1997's Godzilla? <laughs> okay, they look. 1997's <laughs> Godzilla. That was not Godzilla. That was just a dinosaur. I have a Godzilla puppet that roars, and I used to have a bunch of the collectible cups. Then I got married, and those weren't necessary anymore. I realized, oh, I don't need to drink an entire Minute Maid fruit punch out of one of these in one sitting. That Uh, that would be like saying 1997's Godzilla is not the worst movie in the world because I got the cups. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yes, but that would be the case if 50% of the people were people of the world liked that Godzilla movie and 50% didn't. I think the vast majority realized that movie is garbage where peeps are divisive. That's true. Mark, That's true. even you must admit uh-huh. that after you eat a peep that you <laughs> feel like you're the inside of your mouth is doing the walk of shame that like something's <laughs> gone wrong. I was supposed to like this more, but now my mouth feels weird. And why, why does it feel like this? It's like a little bit numb. And should I do like maybe I'll just eat another one because at this point I can't feel anything. I might as well just have more. Hal, you saying that my mouth feels like it's doing the walk of shame after peeps is spoken like a man who does not have nearly the number of vices that I have. Now, what are your thoughts? Now, I want to know because it's marshmallow. What are your thoughts about that candy coated marshmallow then? The Brock's marshmallow yeah. egg. I'm I'm into it. I love I love a a coated marshmallow thing. I like the disparity in the textures. I like a Russell Stover's with marshmallow on the inside. Well, now wait, now Russell Stover's is totally different. Those (laughs) eggs are like the ones with the marshmallow filling, the ones with like the raspberry filling, like that. They've got a whole menu. I think they have got wedding cake filling and yeah, like wedding cake. Yeah, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like that nice white cake fondant filling. Yeah, and they're they're chocolates. Mm-hmm. You know, in the best sense of that word, just larger. So I, I think saying Russell Stover and marshmallow in any kind of negative way, no, I will no. not have that here. No, um, look, but- <laughs> I wasn't saying it in ne- any negative way. I oh, was compar- comparing it favorably to a thing I like, which is oh, peeps. No, no, but I, I think that those are very different marshmallows right. too. Yeah. Mm. But so now when you enjoy your peeps and you enjoy your candy coated marshmallow eggs, mm-hmm. do you find any? Do they all? I, I get the sense that they all taste the same. Roughly, the yeah. Point? There's no flavored difference. So in the a purple peep. peeps or the pink peeps right. or the yellow peeps. Yeah, are. they're they're all pretty. Unless if they have tried to differentiate the flavors, they've failed. Right. I think they've right. got like I think I've seen chocolate peeps. Have you tried those? Are I've not tried good? chocolate peeps. No. And do you only eat the peeps at Easter? Or I know that there are Christmas peeps. There are trees and snowmen. I don't get the trees and snowmen. I specifically eat them at Easter because it is one of those Easter treats for me. Because anything pastel tastes like Easter. Exactly. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You know, Tootsie Roll makes those fruit rolls, the, mm-hmm. the fruit, and I actually really like those. Uh, if I go down to Economy Candy mm-hmm. and they've got, you know, you can scoop out your buy them by the pound, I will pick out the lime and the cherry ones because <sighs> finding any lime candy that tastes like lime, yeah, I think lime has gotten the worst. Lime is so underrepresented in the world; it's very sad. If I have one goal in life it's to bring back like lime sherbet whatever happened to remember there used to be lime sherbet yeah. everywhere now it's just orange it's the only one you can get now is orange maybe rainbow but yeah 
I, there's something so delightful about a lime sherbet. There's also something so delightful about a fan coming across you in a candy store and being like, oh, my God, that's Stephanie DeBruzzo. Is she just picking the green ones out of that bin of bulk candy? What's going I on? Guarantee, I guarantee you that has never happened. And you <laughs> seem to think that I have far more fans than I actually do. Well, you have two right here, my friend. <laughs> and you thank that's you. And right. you seem to think that I'm at Economy Candy a lot more than I am. Is Economy <laughs> Candy a store or an aisle? Economy Candy is a store in New York. It's not mm-hmm. far from Delicatessen on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. They have a wonderful website. They've actually uh, stayed in business. They've been in business. I think they started as a shoe store. They've been in business mm-hmm. for decades. I think I've and been to this place. You basically walk yeah. in and it's Blood there's Low no Street. signage. It's just baskets of stuff. They have rows right. and rows of baskets sign, of stuff. But yes, they've got all they've and they mm-hmm. have a you know imported candy. Oh yeah. Candy. Yeah, I have been to this place. I like yeah, it. Yeah, if you want to get a giant box of Charms lollipops, you can go and get a box of Charms lollipops. There you go. Sure. Yeah. If you're, if you're get, for your dental office that you're opening. Right. That's right. And they were selling old bubblegum cards for a long time. Like you, I, I, buy- you know what? I bought some. I got some at specifically at that store. I got Dick Tracy bubblegum cards. Yes, the 1990. And I chewed the gum just to see what 30 year old gum tasted like. Because you wanted to rip your your gums to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Well, it's so bad. Was there anything more dangerous than stale bubblegum card gum? I don't know. No. no, that's the thing. You're like, this gum has been wrapped <laughs> in this wax paper for 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It just crumbles. It's just powder <laughs> at that point. Like when yeah. you bite into it, it just. <sighs> it felt like even back then, even if it was 29 <laughs> yeah. years ago, that gum went bad fast. Yeah. 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 I remember. It wasn't like you b- broke up an 84 pack in 84. You're like, this is right. the softest, most supple bubble gum. This is going to be beautiful and keep its flavor for hours. I think it came oh, out. Michael sick. Jordan rookie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but, 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 but remember like fruit stripe gum used to have a lime flavor in mm-hmm. it and they replaced mm-hmm. it with green apple and it just makes me sad. I'm that sorry. Lime does not have greater representation in the candy world. Lime was, but, it was the fourth man off the bench for Fruit Loops though, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, Fruit Loops used to be just red, orange, and yellow, and then they added lime sometime in my youth. And I was like, what is happening? Then they put a purple one in, and now it's all kinds of stuff. But Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Nothing means anything anymore. Yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> they make chocolate peeps. Speaking of peeps, oh, yeah, peeps, let me ask. I think it comes down to this, and tell me if you guys think this is right. Mm-hmm. Are the divisive Easter candies, because of their popularity, and their divisiveness. Is that what we're being asked to answer is of the divisive ones, which is the worst? Or are these divisive ones because they are A, associated with the holiday and B, beloved by many, if not us here, do those like the Cadbury cream egg and the peeps, do those get a pass into the finals of worst candy just off the bat because they are so divisive? Or with our list of, I feel like this list of a Palmer's Easter bunny hollow from this, uh, an anthropomorphized hollow Palmer's Easter bunny in terrible chocolate, Starburst usurper jelly beans, and Chicks and Rabbits Flintstone vitamin pills. I don't, I think that list of three is pretty solid. I think our worst is probably in that, and it's not going to wind up being Cadbury cream eggs or peeps. I'll tell you what I want to do is okay. I want to take a break. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when we come back, I want to drop one that we haven't talked about that I think is so far and away the worst candy. <laughs> this is exciting. Not only, not only is it not Easter, but you might be able to stretch it to any candy that exists anywhere <gasps> ever. Ooh. Oh, I'm excited. Like, Maybe. 
But I'm going to make you wait for it. First, you're going to have to hear about all the other great shows on the Maximum Fun Network. To. They are wonderful shows. Well, yes, but I mean, you, like you have to wait sure. and hear. You get to hear about the shows. You have to wait to hear. People need to learn is. to wait. I think society would be better if we all learned to wait and be patient just yeah. a little bit. So listen That's to right. Stephanie DeBruzzo. <laughs> yeah. Get your waiting practice in now. We'll be right back. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because together, together we're the majority. majority. And we're back. See, that wasn't so bad. You get to hear about some great Max Fun shows that if you haven't listened to them yet, you will now and you're welcome. Wasn't that worth it? Right. Mm-hmm. It's nice to wait for things, which is yeah. good because Easter happens in the spring and it's now the summer. So we're going to have to wait most of a year to eat peeps again or Cadbury you cream know, eggs. What was really interesting about Easter falling during the pandemic was the fact that we stayed locked down, like not going out at all for a while. So mm-hmm. I probably didn't get to a drug to, to the CVS until two weeks after Easter. And it was probably the best selection of 50% off candy that I've ever seen in my life. You got Reese's Cups for 50% off. I mean, there come were, on. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, but I can't get out walking because it doesn't feel safe. And I just can't. I really yeah. hurt. So yeah, I, you were I, in New York and Easter in New York was, it was bad. the dead middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't want to. I Don't get me wrong. I, I bought. Like I got the mini eggs. Mm-hmm. I got those Cadbury mini eggs. Oh, yeah. Those were, ooh. And the Whoppers and I, in the milk carton. Whoppers and the and the mm-hmm. uh, and the and the, and the M&Ms eggs. and and all the good stuff. That uh, was all there. That the was all. There. So yeah, but it was but it was also sad, you know, to just see like, oh wait, people aren't. Well, and yeah. also you know, there were so many people in New York who left. We didn't have the option of leaving. Um, yeah. But even if we had the option of leaving, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I would have. There are a lot of people who are stranded in places now. There are a lot of people who are finding it hard to come back because now there's a two-week quarantine Yeah, back from certain states in New York. So it's a, it's a I get why people left. I get why people stayed. But anyway, yeah. that was, it was, it was a fascinating Easter this year because I was seeing Easter candy. 
I was seeing Easter candy well into May. I felt like. <laughs> I love the idea that we, we're on Zoom and we can see you in a booth. I like <laughs> the idea that when we're done, you're going to have to like push open the door to this booth and it's going to just shove candy out of the way that there's just mountains of, <laughs> that it looks like candy land with just rolling hills of yeah. pink bunny corn. Willy Wonka's I mean, factory. I really, just the land of chocolate. I oh. just, I am Homer in the land of chocolate. And <laughs> right down to the the very first time I saw that episode where Homer's in the land of chocolate, and then he goes to the store and says, "Chocolate half price." I'm like someone knows my soul. <laughs> they know my soul. It's raining chocolate, and yet he's going to the store where the chocolate's half price. Uh, Stephanie, oh, we can't keep talking about good candy, though. I know. I know. We yeah. have to talk about the. So and Hal's got, the, Hal's got the, the potential worst candy of all time. Hal's got the yeah. super creamy center surprise. Yeah, I hope you got something better yeah. than uh, Starburst jelly beans, my man, because I do not hate those. But they are they're, pretenders <laughs> to the throne. Look, there are a few different ways that these let us down. Number one, the color scheme is the same as those mint lentils, which are one of the best things you could have. It's what are mint lentils? And green and white. They're like a they they are shaped yeah. like M Ms but thinner with mm. almost a powdery candy coating like it has a the, rougher the non feeling. The non- uh, no, it's a candy shell around mint chocolate. Oh, that sounds oh, delightful. Those, no, oh those, yeah. Oh yeah, those are good. Great. Okay. machines at the arcade and yes, and and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I will might, fill my pocket with those. Exactly. You might look at this candy and think, oh, this is like the peanut version of that. And you're right, there is a nut inside it, but it has been they've taken. One of the most boring nuts and stripped all the flavor from it, then put a terrible candy shell around it to create the Jordan almond. I know it, yes. Trash. Jordan almond. Shame on you, Jordan almond. Shame on you, Jordan. Whoever you are who made these almonds. The Jordan almond was so vastly improved upon when the almond M&M or the peanut M&M even was released. The Jordan almond, yeah, it's just, why don't we make almonds harder to eat? <laughs> The Jordan Almond only exists because of weddings. I am convinced. <laughs> because they the look only, nice in a bowl. They are beautiful. I mean, yeah. they really are. They look like these, and they come in every flavor. I think they even come in silver. They, you know, they, <laughs> Silver's they look a like, flavor? Ah! Well, no, it's not even the flavor. It's just the color. Yeah. You know, any sure. bride can match her colors oh. to the Jordan almonds and they can put them in bowls or favors. I mean, that was the thing growing up in Pittsburgh. Jordan almonds were at every wedding and they'd be tied up in the little round tool bag with the little yep. ribbon, yeah. whatever color the bridesmaid dresses were. And sometimes they would just be white for the bride. But if it mm-hmm. was fancy, you know. Or if this was her second that- wedding. <laughs> I don't think they had. She can't an have al- white Jordan almonds. I don't think they had an ivory Jordan almond. <laughs> I think that's the one color they didn't have. Was a, and I don't think they had primary colors. It was just old pastel. Yeah, you know? yeah. But- they are the only candy I can think of that takes that. All it does is take one ingredient and make it worse. Well, because you can't crunch into it. You can't bite into it. Yeah. I nope. learned this the hard way. You have to actually suck on a Jordan almond yeah. to get through whatever that candy. And it's really sweet. Yeah. And then, yep. yeah, then you get to the almond. And I it's guess mealy. by that time, it's kind of marzipan-y, but not really. But yeah. it's like you don't like an Human almond should be a delicious thing that you get to eat. It's as if the Jordan almond is like, you know, what's going to make this almond more delicious if it's harder to get to. We're not adding any benefit to the almond except a difficulty level. We've locked this yeah. almond yeah. away. <laughs> 
in an escape room of sugar, and you have to figure out the code oh. to get to the almond. <laughs> and the code is the code is the same it is at every uh, escape room. It's just suck on it till it opens up. Yeah, but again. As a child, growing up with not a lot of candy in the house, if you went to a wedding, it's no. like any sugar in a storm. Mm-hmm. You take the Jordan almonds and yeah. do what you could with them. Right. It's not much. Yeah. But yeah. When you're a sugar junkie, man, I'm telling you, there, yeah. I, it, the, the sugar addiction runs deep in me. Yeah, this sounds I'm like you might have a problem. Do we need to? It, yeah. Did we, no, we called you here it. for a reason. It's gotten better with age, but I'll tell you, well, no, but when you're a kid and your food is regulated by others and you do not have the freedom to get what you want, Mm -hmm. when you have the, you're an adult and you have the freedom to get what you want. Yes, you can eat ice cream for breakfast, but then you eventually reach an age where you realize that is not a good thing for me to do. I'll reach it eventually. Right. But when you're a kid, it's just like, wait, the sugar, I'm going to get it now. I don't know. I never know when I'm going to have sugar again. Yeah. You, you kind of hoard it when it's not easily accessible. Yeah. When it's not easily get when you have no money and no transportation and you live in a suburbs where nothing is walkable. Mm-hmm. So you can't just walk to the corner. Yeah. And grab, you know, and get a and get a Snickers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, Jordan Holman. It feels like how you might have come in at the end with a Deus Ex Machina ending. But I will. But then now I do. I have to throw a bit of a wrench into things. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Would you would you find Jordan almonds in an Easter basket? Yeah. Yes. Really? I think the pastel nature of them. I okay. and they would always be in some sort of weird shaped, like clear plastic thing, mm-hmm. or like a tube, gotcha. or you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always in a weird. They're always presented fancier than they are, and that comes back to that thing from the beginning. The whole like. The promise of something good, like a Jordan almond is a thing that is going to get wrapped up the fanciest. Well, again, it looks like a beautiful little pastel pebble. Yeah. What could be wrong about that? (laughs) Then it should be skimmed across the top of a lake. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but those poor fish. (laughs) I know. This is going to be like, hey, an almond. Ah, damn it. I got to eat all this. Coming my way around. I wish I had (laughs) teeth. Exactly. I wouldn't wish those on anybody. Just there's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about it. There's and nothing. Yet, there are people, I, I, you know, as there is a lid for every pot, mm-hmm. there are sure. oh, there are probably a lot of people out there who are going to write you angry letters. And they'll write you angry letters. Yeah. Because yeah. It's a, definitely a certain generation of people who <laughs> desperately enjoy the yeah. The, Jordan Almond, I, I I think. Yeah. Well, you know what? Oh, for good sure. luck getting those letters to us because the post office ain't moving nothing yeah. right now. Kids, That's right. Do the kids know from the Jordan Almond? Like, do, I mean, I don't Any know. Any kid that's been to a wedding, I mean, I think that's been yeah. that yeah, like a Gen Z is, kid is going to have the same experience of Jordan Almonds right. with a Gen well, X got kid. A, if you got a traditional Easter basket, then you got Jordan Almond because that becomes like the thing. Well, I had to have these in my basket. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have them. The curse there, will continue and we all this. must suffer. I will say this. The advent of better Easter candy in the last 30, 40 years. I mm-hmm. mean, there didn't used to be much in the 70s. And then mm-hmm. I feel like the 90s was just an explosion of invention when it came to, oh, wait, there's this and there's this and there's this. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. turn anything into an egg shape. <laughs> have you had those 
Nestle Crunch and Butterfingered eggs. Where yeah, they're it's delicious. Been, yeah, like they're, sure. yeah, exactly. And then Reese's is like, hey, everything's going to be egg-shaped now. Uh, that tree's right. going to be egg-shaped. That That's pumpkin's right. going to be egg-shaped. Yep. Yeah, so like there's just been a delightful explosion of, but then at the same time, I think that's where the chicks and bunny pills came in too. So with all the good things came the the bad. That that garbage. That's right. So yeah, Jordan Allman, that's a uh, surprise winner. winner. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we agreed that that's uh, the worst? Or I mean, cause those, those pills are pretty. Those, those pills those are, are still so terrible. Now, I mean, if we really want to parse this out, mm-hmm. at least when now when you get to the almond, there's an almond that can be a delightful thing. Is there anything delightful about the pills? Well, I think <laughs> I'm going to call them pills. I get what you're saying. The pills are bad just in and of themselves. I think the, the reason why I would argue for Jordan almonds is, uh-huh. number one, the candy is practically uneatable and it doesn't taste good. Then you get to the almond, which ostensibly could be the enjoyable part, except it's way too soft and it falls apart and it tastes like the candy now. So if that's, that's, that, that I, I don't say, hate. I like, was going to say, I feel like that's your mouth making marzipan. <laughs> hey, old chef right, mouth hell. I'm just saying. That's wow, just, that's a very bright side. Mouth <laughs> made marzipan. That, that, that glass is three quarters marzipan. full. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to find, you know, any positive just because, you know, if we're going to get really technical about the absolute worst. I think the Jordan Almond is a more famous, terrible candy. Well, yeah. I'd never known that, that the pills were so well known or are yeah. out there or ubiquitous. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> you found yeah, it. I mean, it- you, you schooled me on the pills. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know they existed. They're terrible. They're you never they got never those in like in they're always in just no. like a little thing that you shake. Now, if you shake the thing and you're expecting M and M's, you open up and it's those little pills. Oof. Oh, you know what? You know what? How you would see that? Remember those little plastic cell phones that were filled with candy? Sure. You know that's mm-hmm. the yeah. kind of candy that would be in yeah. that little plastic cell phone. I I know the kind for sure. I just never when I was when I got Easter baskets, they never oh, had right. that in it. So well, I suppose it was, that the novelty of like I think that that element of it, like oh, let my kid like cell phones, so let's put this novelty cell phone full of candy in right. the basket. I think that's yeah. probably how, or well, it's probably also a stocking stuffer. I will say thematically that chicks and rabbits, at least to look at them, I'm sure the Jordan Almond has some crazy religious meaning that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. But just to look at them, you go, okay, it's chicks and rabbits. At least it's bunnies. It's keeping within the theme as opposed to, well, these right. are sort of egg-shaped. It's pastel. But they all kind of look like the, the ship from Flight of the Navigator just with candy <laughs> on them. And now but I have they're from to Jordan, which is in the Holy Land, which is it's not gonna be fun. where Easter happened. There you go. Well, you know. If we could just put them in a jar and display them. Yeah, Again, I, I it's think it's decor. Yeah. It's decor. <laughs> like a peep is decor. Yeah. Like there, the Jordan, I think that might push the Jordan almond over is their beauty to satiety ratio. So they're the Jezebel. Satiety? Of, yeah. Of, they're the Jezebel of, of Easter candies. <laughs> they that? promise something. <laughs> They've they lured David they in. Can't, they can't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we're, you know, Bibling it up with the Easter. Yeah, right. Here. right. It's, it, look, this is how Easter works. The bunny comes. It's been 40 days. We've been wandering in the desert. The great miracle of Christianity happened, and then we all eat chocolate. Yeah. 
it's a fascinating that the secularization of Christmas is at least we understand that because of pagan rituals and and, and winter solstice. But the but the the secularization of Easter Mm -hmm. is fascinating. It's just the birth. It's the you know the whole rebirth of nature and yeah. It's flowers and chicks and you know chicks and bunnies and and fertility. And fertility, right. And, and eggs. I, I mean, the egg is the sign of fertility. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the idea, I imagine that at some point the church, like, there have been points in the church's history when fertility was not necessarily something that they wanted to celebrate all the time. Yeah, except for the so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, right. so-and-so begat, so-and-so. Which is a dry chapter. Yeah, man, there's a lot of begatting. <laughs> and that begatting didn't just happen. No, that, that, no. That, that, it happened every spring while they were eating marshmallow peeps and chocolate because yeah. spring is when people start wearing shorts and T-shirts again. But I guess I can understand if if you look at, you know, and I don't I don't know the timeline of exactly when mm-hmm. Easter bunnies and Easter baskets became a thing in America. But I'm imagining that it was probably at a time, you know, we're in a gra- agrarian society mm-hmm. where that's an important part of survival is getting to spring, surviving yeah. the winter, having your, your, you know, the, the chicks hatch and mm-hmm. the rabbits multiply and the, the flowers blooming and the crops growing it becomes really vital and important. So yeah. the, the concept of then resurrection and life and rebirth and springtime and bunnies and tulips and see, and then like, it's just this word game that then, yeah, it just becomes uh, springboarding all things yeah. Easter. Pastels and honeybees and yes. yeah. It's almost as if the earth is a beautiful, wonderful thing and wintertime sort of coats it in a pale white shell, (laughs) a crystalline pale white shell. And then at a certain point, nature decides to suck that shell off and get to the i realized that you know what that sentence the damn soggy saliva filled yeah. earth underneath i'm gonna stop this analogy because i'm accidentally phrasing things in ways i really don't want to phrase them metaphors are fun oh my god metaphors are fun. yep i think it's either the tiny pills uh or the Jordan almonds, but I think that you said something, Stephanie, that makes a good point is I don't know that I necessarily associate those pills with Easter as much as just with like their attachment to crappy toys or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't say crappy toys. All toys are have value. I, you know, the Toy Story fan in me doesn't want to. You know, upset any any toys. Yes, even you Pixar know. knew better than to put a candy filled cell phone in them. <laughs> even when they got to the bottom of the barrel, I mean, by Toy Story four, they're like, "What new yeah. toys can we put in?" They oh, made yeah, a tour out of a fork. Yeah, I know, I know. like oh, Polly Pocket. Yeah, let's use that. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, that's a thing, right? They still didn't use that damn cell phone. <laughs> full no, they of, still didn't use cell phone full of candy. But like it could, yeah. like those, the shape of that candy could right. just as easily be, you know, tiny high heel shoes in a little plastic yeah. purse. You know what I mean? It doesn't or necessarily bones say for Halloween. Easter. Bones, yeah. That's right. Bones, bones for, for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So I think that by that and using the metric of the promise of the packaging, I think that the Jordan Almond might come out on top. What do you think? No, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Way to go, Hal. Way to bring that no. up at the 11th hour. We, we did this together. People of the world, 
two questions exist in the universe <laughs> that we may never be able to answer. One is, will Jennifer allow me to buy a king-size Snoopy and Woodstock Portuguese cotton percale sheet set from VermontCountryStore.com? See? I'm telling you. I don't know. She you may not know the answer to that. She won't. I'm going to ask her right after this. She I don't won't. think she will. I don't think she will. She will. And number two, who, what demon came from hell to create the Jordan almond and plant it? We don't hear that story in your Bibles. Where's your God now? Yeah. You think that? I think a demon. The Jordan almond comes from the ground. That it grows. Like, wait, yeah, do you think they grow they like that? Yes. Form? So they're we plant eggs. the blue ones here and we plant yeah. the pink ones here. And uh, that's where the white ones are. In the nice yeah. bottom land there. It's for the brides. <laughs> Let us tell you the story of how the German people, the Amish people of Pennsylvania, <laughs> came to discover the Jordan almonds. They were in the, we were walking to, from the barn raising back to the farm. <laughs> and, and up they sprouted into, into Jacob's pocket. <laughs> and then we ate them. And the devil owned us. <laughs> That's why we can't have cars. People don't know that story. It's not told enough. Or That's why we keep we've putting Jordan Amish in our baskets. And I've never heard your Amish voice. That's incredible. Well, or I, or I tend time. to think that that like that like many foods, it was an accident. <laughs> what? Hey, accident? like raisins, like cheese. Oh, cheese you was know. an accident. Well, yeah, wasn't it because people used to. To carry, um, you know, water and milk in cows' stomachs used to be used as flasks oh, yeah. back in mm -hmm. the day. And I think what happened is someone had milk in there and the acids and it shook up and there are curds. And I mean, I really mm -hmm. want to know who the first person was who said, this crap that's in my cow flask. I should eat I'm that. I'm going right. to do this to it and this to it and this to it and make cheese. Just like I would like to thank the person who said, hey, this bread is delicious. What if we put more fire on it? To make toast. Ooh, because I want to yeah. thank that. Extra bread fire. That person. Extra bread fire. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm constantly fascinated by how these things that are complicated. Yeah. Who was the first person who. So who was the first person who. How did the Jordan Almond accidentally happen? Exactly. And I was well, making these chicks and bunnies and I spilled <laughs> the sugar crap on these nuts that I was going to eat for sustenance. We were taking the horse and buggy back to the farm <laughs> when all of a sudden the horses started to kick. And then we looked up into the sky and there was a thunder and lightning. <laughs> and then the Jordan almonds came. Wait. And so we decided to eat them. We broke many a tooth that day. But you know how, if, if TV has taught me anything, I think that's how Skittles were invented. Thank that's you. true. Yeah. I, We've yes, seen all their one ads. Day, Skittles one day there down. was the rainbow. <laughs> so we Your rode gun. the buggy over to the, to the barn raising. I'm it's sure always that. riding the buggy to the barn raising. That's the only we thing you ever used the buggy for. We had apple butter and shoe fly pie. <laughs> and then, then came to Skittles, which we found. For God's sake, Hal, issue your... Gold. Issue your All right, it's Jordan Almonds. You're trash. To hell with you. Back to hell. It's Easter. This is a day of the Lord. You are not welcome here with your weird tastes and your mealy almonds. Just give us marzipan. Aston answered. Stephanie DeBruzzo, thank you so much for coming on. 
and discussing this with us. And I apologize (laughs) for every, (laughs) all 28 tangents. You you know this show is 90% tangents, right? Come on, we're in a maze. Yeah. The right lady, man, because I'm the queen of tangents. (laughs) Especially when I said food, man. Just, just food. Come on. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Is there anything you want to, uh, promote to tell the people of the world? What, uh, what's um, up? Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if any of you, uh, have Apple TV plus, uh, from your Apple devices that you might have purchased and gotten that for free. I, I did a great show on Apple TV plus called Helpsters where I play Cody, who is the, uh, the lead monster who helps. And what's really fun about our show, there are, um, we, we, we shot it last year. We did 26 episodes. They're, they're spewing them out a little at a time. I think there are 13 out now. We had some really fun guest stars. This batch that's up now. Um, I mean, we had Amber Tamblin and Ann Dowd and Chris Ann Red. Oh and, my God. Oh, Ann Dowd wow. was legend. Amazing. And so game to play. Good. Oh, good. Of course. So kind and wonderful to work with. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm trying to think of the people. I don't want to mention the people we had in the episodes that aren't up yet. But uh, Margaret Cho and and uh, and Alan Cumming and um, oh gosh I'm, I'm I'm forgetting some really great people. We just had some really fun guest stars and we shot a lot outside, a lot of location stuff. And um, it's, it's a show that we're allowed to be a little more tongue in cheek, so it was fun and we got to be a little loose with. Uh, I got to play a lot uh, oh, with the character, so you know. So I got to yeah, and it it's it it. The format of the show is very similar. You know, a customer who's always the human comes in and they have a problem and we help them. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of the early press about Helpsters was saying that it was going to teach kids the concepts of coding. And it does, but we don't have any computers on the show. Basically, we're teaching problem solving. We're teaching sometimes you need to do things in the right sequence. Sometimes you need to debug. If you have a problem and you solve it, but then something goes wrong, that means you need to debug it. You need to figure out what goes wrong. That's cool. In in coding language then. Yeah, and some things, um, everybody has a different job, so some of it's delegation. There's some really, I think there's stuff that really applies to life. And there was always something that Cody would say, because there's a character named Hart, and Hart would take everything very literally. Mm-hmm. If Cody said, I need something to put something in, it's like, oh, I will get a house. It's like, you know, no. <laughs> and, and so Cody would basically sometimes say, oh, I need to be more specific with my instructions. I do yeah. that in life. Sometimes I'm reminded <laughs> I really need to be more you specific. You hear your own voice from the show in your head tell you. Yeah. And if my puppet character can recognize that, I should be able to recognize Look, that. when you're when, puppet characters in flow, though, they know things that you don't know. That's right. Look, there are times if I want to eat a cookie, I'm thinking, hey, Cookie Monster has learned behaviorisms. He's he's taken the marshmallow <laughs> test. He can wait. We've done that. We've he done the like, sometimes you can food. have two cookies if you wait. Mm-hmm. You can have this one cookie now. You can have two cookies if you wait. And no, I sang back up on good things come to those who wait. And I'm thinking, Stephanie, you can wait to have this cookie. If Cookie Monster can do it, you can. So oh puppets are powerful. But yeah, I, I still work on Sesame Street. And um, oh, and then uh, my delightful husband, Craig Shemin, has been doing some live streams for the Museum of the Moving Image. We've Which is an absolute videos. blast. We Thank you. Yeah, so some of those are on YouTube. 
Uh, we're hoping to do another one in mid-September while the museum is still closed and, and we can't do the fun events like we usually do. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's been the, the quarantine has been fun. Oh, and actually for the quarantine, going back to helpsters, um, we shot six episodes, uh, of a helpsters help you, um, show in our, in our apartment. Very cool. Yeah, there's wow. a little piece that our friend Weston Allman did for Mashable about it. It's, it's basically titled How Sesame Did the uh, Work During Quarantine. And yes, I also mm-hmm. shot a little bit of Prairie for the Elmo's Playdate special that aired in April of this year. So, um, yeah, we have a green screen set up and oh. it's been interesting to be able to do stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm around. I'm doing stuff. I've, I spent quarantine making new puppetry and voiceover reels. Oh so they're on, my, they're on my website, finally. Awesome. I'm excited to check them out. And thank you. I mean, like you are doing so much. Thank you for taking the time out to come and and talk about Easter candy candy. with us. Oh my God. I would talk to you guys about anything. You know, this is is a lot of fun for me. Well, thank you. And you know, there are many more topics to discuss. So people of the world reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or talk about how terrible Jordan almonds are at (laughs) facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast thank you to producer ken bloom researcher kate mcmanus qa engineer jen alba and graphic designer uri kilman and thanks of course to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you for giving us a chance to sit down with stephanie and lament candies that we dislike and of course not be able to help ourselves but talk about some things that we love so thank you thank you thank you for how loveland i'm mark gagliardi and for mark gagliardi i'm how loveland don't worry everybody we got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.